Are you going in? Catching you into FM. The hideout. The hideout. The hideout. The hideout. False security has lulled the madness of this world into a slumber. Wake up. An eye is upon you, staring straight down and keenly through, seeing all that you are and everything that you can never be. Yes, an eye is upon you, an eye ready to blink. So face forward. With arms wide open and mind reeling, your future has arrived. Are you ready to go? The Hideout. It is an FM Jerry Springer freak show shoveled to the lowest common denominator. The Hideout. We've got a power to the people routine and a very loyal fan base. The Hideout. We're all being lobotomized by this country's most influential industry. The Hideout. Either you're with us or you're against us. The Hideout starts now. Be somebody! Be somebody! What's new? What are you doing? Mi gente. (laughs) Let's do this damn thing. Wow. This seat is comfortable. Yeah? The drive-in on 66, could have done without it. But being back here in Fairfax, Dubs, it is fantastic. It feels good, I'll tell you what. You miss me, sweetie? Uh, This is The Hideout. We are El Jefe and J-Dubs. And we're live. Yeah. It's 106.7 WJFK. And we definitely want to talk to you because we've been doing a podcast for the last, oh, I don't know, three or four months. And uh, we crave human interaction. So 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Hideoutradio.com is the website. And the instant messenger is also Hideout Radio. Also, too, this first part of the show, uh, we're going to take, in honor of the Fairness Doctrine, we're going to take nothing but Clemson phone calls. Yes, so make sure you call in with your Clemson pride. And we'll go from there. All right, here's the deal. There's a lot that we actually want to get to this evening. We are going to be live until 11 o'clock. Uh, but before we get into what's going to be the show show, we should really kind of reintroduce ourselves. Yeah, we haven't been really there in what, about two and a half years? <sighs> two and a half, three years almost. Yeah, close I think to three it- years we haven't been... A steady live show on WJFK. We did come back for a week in, what, November, December area? Yeah, well, you know, we'll get into all okay. that in okay. fact. Okay. But again, uh, 800-636-1067 or 202-432-1067. Also, a quick thank you up front, if we don't forget, uh, if mm. we happen to forget, to Sideshow and Cicada, who are uh, also handling things here in the hideout. And, of course, uh, CK. Yes. And, and Michael Hughes, too. A big, mighty thank you for allowing us back here on the airwaves. All right, Dubs. Uh, we used to be, ironically enough, five, four or five years ago, uh, Saturday nights right here on mm-hmm. 106.7 WJFK. Dubs and I started on the weekend overnight. It was El Jefe's hideout. Then we turned into the hideout, which was late night Saturday nights. And then eventually the show got moved up to late nights during the week from 11 to 1 uh, on JFK. We both helped produce the Ron and Fez show, of course, now with XM. Uh, we helped out a little bit with uh, the Don and Mike show mm-hmm. as well. So I've got many tattoos from the Don and Mike show. You might remember some of those where I lost football bets with Don Geronimo, and I have Indianapolis across my back. I have uh, the Packers logo on my back. 
I think those are the two from the Don and Mike show. Yes. So we have a, a rich history. Uh, <laughs> yes, rich. <laughs> with the uh, with JFK. Rich. I mean, I'll be honest with you. When we were there, it, and I'm not going to lie to you, in all my radio career, I was so happy. It was a lot of fun. Because I love living in D.C. I love the station. It I want to say hello to Silver Spring right now. And the Gold's Gym I used to work out to. And even the place I used to live, the Bennington. Hello but to all the Watley. No, it wasn't. It wasn't the Geronimo? No, it wasn't the O'Reilly. Uh, but, and I lo- it wasn't I lo- the Blue? I, lo- <laughs> I love that town uh, absolutely so much. Now, the reason we're saying that, this, and the other, we'll get to in a second. But first of all, but being in D.C., working at WJFK... Uh, it was honestly a dream come true. We grew up huge Stern fans, and you know Stern was on in the morning at the time, and we got to you know be on at the end of the night. We, you know, like I said, with uh, with Ron and Fez and Don and Mike, and then uh, as many of you know, may be familiar with uh, DC, I and mean, you need to listen to the radio. HFS flips to El Zol, mm-hmm. and and then we get thrown out like the trash, essentially. Because now, we it, were bottom of the totem pole. Absolutely, we were. Uh, we were given a, I don't know, we were given, we were given a choice: mm-hmm. go back to weekends, or whatever, go away. Yeah. So we went back to weekends for a little while under protest. We we decided we to so, quit. Yeah, we, yeah, we so decided upset. to quit for like two weeks, and we're like, you know what? Sunday afternoon wouldn't be that bad. So we did Sunday afternoon for a little bit, and then we actually found another gig. Yeah, we ended up getting a job offer, and we came down to Florida, uh, Florida at Real Radio 104.1 in Orlando. <sighs> we had high hopes. We, You know, because here's, here's the thing about being in Orlando and doing the show. It was great because it was a, it was a full-time opportunity. It was a chance to do nights. Mm. But when you're going from Washington, D.C., the hub of the power in the world to Orlando. <laughs> the hub of... Fat people walking around at theme parks. Yeah, and that's all Orlando is. In mesh shirts, mm-hmm. uh, with their Cinnabons and their slushies, and we're trying. And then the locals just hate everything that's not Orlando. So it was just a, it was you Yankees. Yeah, although it was everyone, a losing, losing experience. Although everyone from Florida is from somewhere else, everyone mm. in Florida is from somewhere else, and it just. It went okay, you know what I mean? But we never really gelled with the rest of the station. And then Claire Channel decided to make some budget cuts. And like, oh, the high note. See ya. And that seems to be the uh, the common denominator at all of our places. We need to cut something. Eh, hide out, go. Well, we're radio Beat fat. Mm-hmm. We're the radio fat. And if you want your uh, station to be grade A, you just cut around the edges. And that's Dubs and I. As we're going into the trash can, or you feed us to the dogs. So anyway... Uh, we do that, and, you know, we get let go. Honestly, when we left Orlando... We were happy. We were ecstatic. Because we were in one of those positions where we were spinning our wheels. We wanted to be back in D.C. We wanted to be somewhere else, somewhere where we were feeling like we were being appreciated by the station that we worked at and by the people of the town, which we did actually feel like that in D.C. We felt like the people at the station, they we went on other people's shows all the time. There was a camaraderie. Yeah, there was a, a nice little flow going with the whole station at the point. And when we were in town and everything, it didn't seem like, because neither of us are actually from D.C., but it really felt like home after being there for a year and a half, two years. Exactly. By the way, you are listening to The Hideout with Hef and Dubs on 106.7 WJFK. We are back 
and we're kind of right now, before we get into the meat of the show, just talking about what's happened since we left. When was that? In 2005? April mm-hmm. in 2005? I think so. So anyway, uh, just really quickly, just kind of get you where, do we, where we are at this point now. Uh, we came back to D.C. after we got let go from Orlando and did a week of test shows in the beginning of December. Mm. I, I feel like I can be honest. Go for it. You know? Uh, I think we got hosed. We came, Dubs and I went to D.C., came back to D.C., uh, and did the hideout. We brought our buddy Shafee, who we've always wanted to add to the show and who's now doing mornings in Atlanta. Did we do a great week of shows? Nah. No, it, it, we probably did three out of five good shows, one great show. But I think we did enough, we did enough to get the job over unzipped. But it wasn't our strongest showing, so we understood that, hey, you know, we didn't really... Give it well, our all. There was, this, whole, it there was this whole thing about wanting to do something different, mm-hmm. and that didn't really work out. So, you know, whatever. Then we had the opportunity. We learned from that. Had the opportunity to go and do a couple of weeks in New York on what was Free FM. Did a new show called Next and killed with it. Yeah. Uh, did really, really well. Don't want to get into too many specifics, but if Imus hadn't been an ass, um, <laughs> Dubs and I would probably not be in, uh, would not have been unemployed, at the very least to say from there. Uh, but that didn't happen. We had an opportunity for mornings in Atlanta. Got a lot of opportunities. Yeah, I know. I know. Once again, <laughs> trimming the fat. Uh, some people it's all are, their fault. Some people are smart enough to not ever really fall off of their diet. Mm. <laughs> and so they don't bring us on. But uh, we end up going back. Um, uh, we essentially, we don't get the gig in Atlanta that went to Giant Brian, who used to produce the Ron and Fez show right here on 106.7 WJFK, and he teamed up with our buddy Shafee, mm-hmm. and they're doing mornings at Project 961 in Atlanta. This is such a small business radio. I think we have ties to basically almost everyone in the business somehow. Yeah. What's odd is that Sideshow, who's running the board now, has been at JFK essentially since we were there. He was, I think, our first intern. Yeah. And he's still there, mm-hmm. still doing his thing, which is actually pretty cool. And um, so essentially, uh, that's where we've been. We've been doing a podcast for the last, I don't know, three or four months, uh, what we call Next Cast. You can actually hear those if you go to hideoutradio.com. A couple of them have aired on satellite radio. Yeah, we did a few shows for XM Satellite Radio. And uh, CK was like, hey, you guys want to come back and do Saturday nights on JFK? And we're like, of course we do. Yeah. Because... FM talk is dying, and the strongest one in the nation is still WJFK, where it all started. So, you know, if we got to come back here, we're excited about it. The only thing that sucks is we're not here. Yeah. And I, I don't want to sit here and lie to you and pretend that we're in Fairfax, because part of the show is that we're going to be honest about our lives. Uh, we're in Florida. Yeah, we're sitting here in Tampa, Florida. We are in a high-rise on the 10th floor overlooking Tampa Bay. Don't know if that's... If that makes you jealous or not. Shouldn't. I'll be honest. <laughs> Here's the thing about it. As you overlook uh, Tampa, mm-hmm. it looks great. Does it? But it sucks. Because I'm looking out there. I don't see anything going on. And this weekend in Tampa, I don't want to get too local Tampa, but it's Guavaween, which is their big uh, Halloween festival. And it's supposed to be like their big party time of the year. And I see Jack going on. Yeah, I would assume like at some point the... Uh, uh, there would be fires or something, mm-hmm. and maybe that could happen later on in the night. But nonetheless, my friends, uh, we wanted to kind of get that out of the way, the reintroduction of who we are, uh, what the hideout is, come into the hideout, no names, no faces if you don't want to. Um, you know, and it, it's a very interactive show. We're going to do our best to be as interactive as with the 
you know, with you as we can on WJFK, considering the circumstances uh, under which we are. But it's just good to be back, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it's good to um, uh, go to DCRTV.com. And I, one of the one of the heretics, and that's what we call the really hardcore fans, uh, took out an ad. Yeah, there's an ad right there on uh, DCRTV. Which is very interesting, by the way. I wanted to see about having Dave on as a guest on the show. He was our very first guest on our first Saturday night show. And for those of you that don't know what DCRTV.com is, that's... Basically, it's a radio blog, mm-hmm. news blog, uh, for the most part. That what was what's great about it is that no one in management ever wants to say, "Hey, stay away from DCR TV, stay away from this." Don't, 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 don't. But everyone reads it. Oh yeah, and we knew it immediately, and that was part of the reason we had Dave on the show in the very beginning. And why I wouldn't mind having him on, you know, every once in a while, back here again. All right, Dubs, we want to take bang out a couple of uh, phone calls, and then we will uh, get into the meat of the show again. Eight hundred. Uh, 636-1067-202-432-1067. The instant messenger is hideoutradio.com. It is hideoutradio.com for the website as well. Let's go to Dolphin Greg on line two. You're in the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. What's up, boys? Welcome back. Thank you. Appreciate it, my I'm man. I'm so glad to hear you guys back on the radio in D.C. Uh, you know, it feels good. Uh, and here's the thing. I'm trying to... We just talked about how we're doing this show from Tampa, but I'm. Hey, that sucks. Yeah, that does kind of suck a little. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'd rather be. Oh, in without DC. a doubt. Yeah. Uh, I was looking forward to meeting you guys this time. I, I've been a Heretic fan and love the hot out, love next, love everything you guys have done. You guys are up and coming. D- everybody in DC needs to get on board. All right, my man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, uh, let's go to line three, an oddball. Odd- oddball. Oddball works for the station. He uh, he worked on the hideout when it was late nights. What's up, my man? What's up, you fat beaner? <laughs> Welcome back. Appreciate you it. You too, Dubs. How's it going, man? Not bad. How are you, man? I'm not I'm fat anymore. It. I'll have you know I'm a certified personal trainer and sports nutritionist. <laughs> Still a little bit. Uh, Maybe I, little I could uh, use your services then. I have no room to talk. <laughs> so uh, let me get this from an insider. How's JFK? It's JFK. That's what we're hearing. That's what we're hearing. <laughs> it, nothing really ever changes. It's fantastic. And I'll tell you what. When you're at JFK, you're like, wow, there's a lot of drama here. There's, a, But when you leave JFK, you're like, God, I miss it. I miss, I miss that place so damn much. Nah, no doubt about it. All right. Oddball, good to talk to you. Anything else going on or just the uh, hello call? It's just a hello call for right now. Wonderful. Right, man. Well, Kisses. It's good to, uh, good to see you again. Um, let's talk to the boys in the studio really quickly. Uh, Sideshow and um, Cicada, and then uh, and then we'll get into the meat of the show. Sideshow, is it working? It's yeah, working. I, I Are you doing a good job so far, dude? You're flawless. Awesome. Absolutely flawless. What are your thoughts on us being back? Honestly, yeah, honestly no holds barred. Well, you guys aren't doing anything wrong so far. No, 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 I'm not talking not about doing, doing the, the show. show. I'm just talking about... You mean just having to hear your voices again on WJFK? Yeah. Let, let me... Does it feel sad to you? It, it does in some respect, yes. I, I'm it, still making the same amount of money as I uh, made when I started, when you guys were initially here. Is it sad? Oh, so it's sad for you. It's not... You don't feel it's sad for us. Do you feel wow? No, it's good for you. Wow, Hefan Dubs, they're back where they were five years ago <laughs> when they were budding broadcasters? Yeah, yeah. You guys are in the same predicament, it sounds like. Yeah, but it's okay, though. That, and that's what I want to get across. Like, I don't know if people understand how excited we are that we can actually just kind of get back and do our thing and reinvent ourselves, even if it only happens on Saturday. That's the other question that I keep getting, too, is what's this going to turn into? No idea. No For idea. us, it's Saturday nights, and we're, we're cool fun. with that. Uh, if it ends up turning into something here, that'd be awesome. 
uh, if it ends up turning into something somewhere else, that would be great, too. Dubs and I just want to get paid for being broadcast. <laughs> what were you guys normally doing before this Saturday night? What would you be doing last Saturday night at this time? Well, last Saturday night was my birthday. So we did Dubs nothing. Was crying in the corner. Yep. Uh, in his hoodie, <laughs> listening to Dashboard Confessional. There you go. Uh, what were we doing last Saturday? We went to hang out with our buddy over at a comedy club. Here's what I was doing. I was thinking, oh Jesus, I got to be on the air next Saturday night. I wonder. You got if, the... I wonder if CK can uh, give us next weekend off because I'm already needing a day off. It's just one of those things where I don't know if I can commit to one day a week, uh, three hours a week. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. Uh, other than that, man, you know, just just uh, just doing our thing. All right, Dubs, let's take a break. We'll come back, and we'll actually get the show started. I kind of feel like we got all the hellos and who are we's and you know all that kind of stuff into the way we get we can actually do a show. When we come back on the flip side, we're going to do hideout headlines, which is going to be kind of a rapid fire, uh, the biggest headlines of the week, and then the last hour, Dubs, I'm mad at you. Hmm. At a dream last night. And you did something in the dream, you scorned me, like you betrayed me in a sense. And it, and it genuine. I woke up livid because I genuinely felt you did this on oh, purpose. Sugar. You did, you did it on purpose, and it, and it hurt me a little bit. Mm. That and a whole lot more. We're back. It's Hefan Dubs. It's the Hideout on 106.7 WJFK. The Hideout with El Hefe and J Dubs. Keeping America baiting for 300 years. The Hideout. Here's a confession. I'm in love with a man. What? I'm in love with a man. A man called God. Does that make me gay? Am I gay for God? You betcha. You're in the hideout. Learn more at hideoutradio.com. The hideout. We are back. We are live. It is Hef and Dubs. It is The Hideout, 106.7 WJFK, 800-636-1067, 202-432-1067. Hideoutradio.com is the website, and the instant messenger, if you want to, is also Hideout Radio. About to hop into the Hideout headlines, but first, J-Dubs, look at this. What's that? We're only on for uh, 40 minutes, and a star is in our presence. As it turns out, it is Cakes from the Junkies. What's up, baby? What's up, fellas? Good to have the hideout back where they belong in D.C. Uh, it's been a long overdue. How are you guys doing? We're, we're fantastic. The thing is, now, we, we're being perfectly honest with people. We're doing the show from Tampa. And what sucks right now is the fact that you guys got the Trick or Beer 2007. That's tonight, right? Yeah, we're doing that right now. We're actually uh, at the first stop. We're at the Big Hunt downtown. Uh, it's right on... Yukon Avenue, I believe 1345 Connecticut Avenue is the address. The first stop we're hitting here, we're going to be at uh, Sign of the Whale from 10 to 11. Then we're going to be at Bottom Line from 11 to 12. And then, you know, if I'm not, you know, like, face down on the pavement somewhere, we're going to be at <laughs> to wrap it up from uh, 12 until 1. And anybody who hits all the stops with us uh, is qualified for a fantastic trip for Boston for a uh, bar tour up there. So if people want to come down and hang out, and have a good time here in D.C. Uh, Halloween weekend. Come on down, hang out. Hey, let me, Cakes, okay, so how are you boys getting around? Because I'm sure you are going to get really, really drunk. But you got somebody, you know, you got a limo? What are you doing? You rolling in style? Yeah, we got rest and limo taking care of all that. So we're, we're covered with that. We got rides home. We're responsible grown-up dudes here. We don't, See, we're not drinking and driving. We're not doing any of that nonsense. 
We never had that. We had Jag driving us around in the JFK cruiser. <laughs> yeah, it was Cam- always terrible. Cameron, hey. come get me. <laughs> hey, you know, however you can get there, as long as you're not behind the wheel after you've had uh, a few too many Bud Lights. By, by the way, the, the real travesty is that you guys are in Tampa, Florida, which is just an, an armpit in, uh, in the United States. It really is. It's, <laughs> it, you, you don't know how right you are with Tampa Bay. Actually, all of Florida is just a hole. You know what we it's, say? It's, it's America runoff. Here's the thing. I know. I, I've lived in the worst places in the world. What I tell, go ahead, go ahead. What I just said, what I tell people, Florida is, Florida is, you know, that thing that catches all the nasty stuff that falls off the Foreman Grill. Right, right. That is what Florida is to America. It's Florida's just like the, it's like the grease trap of the United States. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, while we got you on real fast, Cakes, uh, what's going on? What are you thinking tomorrow with the game? Are the Redskins going to be the first team to knock off the Patriots? Uh, absolutely not. I'm not, <laughs> these, well, I'm not one of these Redskins Kool-Aid drinkers that definitely is just because they have a highly rated defense that they're going to knock off one of the greatest offenses in NFL history. I'm always wrong on my text, but I don't think I'm wrong on this one. I see... 41-20 Patriots. I just don't see the Redskins slowing that offense down. Wow. Trick or beer, it's going on right now. They're at the Big Hunt up next, sign of the whale. Uh, Cakes, man, thanks for the support, brother. And it's good It's good to be back. It's good to have the junkies in the morning, my man. Hey, hey we're glad to have you back. And uh, J-Dubs, keep rooting for the Lions. They're just going to disappoint Four and you. 4-2, baby. They're going to bring you heartbreak, my friend. They're going down tomorrow, and it's just a uh, slippery slope from there. Guys, we're happy to have you guys back here on WJFK. Get out of Tampa as quick as you can. Yeah, and get trying. back in D.C., okay, guys? All right, baby. There he is. Cakes from the Junkies. Morning, right here. Thank you, baby. Appreciate All right, it. Later. Later. Five thousand. Feels good. Mm-hmm. I, you know, let me say this real quick about JFK. And I'm gonna, I was going to get into this later on, and about we're about to hop into the headlines. It's a strong lineup. Yeah. Uh, junkies, ONA, Rome. Let me say this about Jim Rome. I was telling Cameron Gray three, four years ago, dude, you gotta dump O'Reilly. You're banging the monkey. But you got exactly. Epic. Uh, love it. Don and Mike, Big O and Dukes, Love Line. And here your weekends are solid now. I think they still got Love Line, right? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's still there. Whatever. If not, dump that. And. <laughs> And now you got the hideout back on the weekends. All right, Dub, let's go to Logan on line two in the 703. What's up, Logan? Hey, Logan. What's up, my fellow degenerates? It's been the dark ages on the weekends without you guys. What, they don't have uh, the bald truth anymore? Yeah, where's Spencer Colbrin? Yeah, well, they, got, they, got Tom, they got Tom Likas going on. Oh, there's nothing wrong with Likas. We're apparently co-workers now, so whatever. He's oh, fantastic. Likas 101. <laughs> um, anything else going on, Logan, or just a hello call? No, man, just saying welcome back, and uh, you guys got to get your ass back up to Washington, D.C. as soon as possible. All right, pay for a ticket. We're there. <laughs> hey, let's right, go man. to Bill Milliken on line one in the 703. Well, well, F.A. and J-Dubs. Hey, Milliken. Look who finally answers the phone. Two and a half years I've been on hold. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? So, uh, Bill, now you're a uh, you're a private investigator, correct? That's correct. Well, former private investigator. Two and a half years sitting on your couch holding onto a phone. They tend not to hold your job after that. Uh, all right. Well, uh, it's good to hear from you, Milliken. Is this also just a hello call, or are you just upset because we've uh, left you on hold for two and a half years? Upset that I've had to listen to such crap as the Stacy Show, <laughs> Peter Rosenberg, 
Birdsy and B-Dubs. Be- they're actually Birdsies. friends of ours. <laughs> Birdsies and B-Dubs are very, very nice guys. In fact, I wish I had B-Dubs instead of the hat Whatever. J-Dubs. Whatever. Whatever. Dubs is C- By the way, speaking of Albie D, I think he's out there with Cakes Yeah. at the uh, the Big Hunt with the part of the Tricker Beer Tour 2007. Uh, hey, LBD, how many jobs you got, brother? How about leaving a few? Jamaican? What the hell is your problem? We need to check over here. Actually, uh, I think he might be Jamaican, is so it? you may want to check that. Uh, well, whatever. <laughs> but Fits the profile, then. But um, uh, how about leaving a few of those paychecks for Hef and Dubs, all right? I know you're running around on every station in D.C. and even XM. Uh, how about a loan? That's what we're looking for, just something along those lines. All right, Bill, good talking to you. 5,000. 5,000, Tim Kramer. <laughs> Let's hop into the hideout headlines. Well, Dubs, the biggest one of the week by far was the fact of the California wildfires. Uh, essentially, 500,000 people, I think, displaced. Over wow. 1,400 homes have been uh, burned to the ground. Uh, it's happening on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. So it's tough for me to care. And that, that is true. Anything that happens, it, it seems like, you know, when stuff happens overseas, we think, oh, that's terrible. But we really don't care. But it gets to the point where even if it's in our country but not on the same side of our country, we still don't have that real connection to it. Yeah. The other thing that also bothers me about it, too, it's happening to white people. And I'm not going to lie to you, when it happens to white people, I care a lot less than when it happens to black people. Then you're the exact opposite of everybody else in this country. Because if it happens to black people like Katrina, it tends to not get any attention. It gets a lot of media attention, but government attention, it gets nothing. Yeah, it really is weird how I work like that. But I'm seeing all these people. Like, I'm seeing these rich people having, mm-hmm. having to flee from their homes. you know, and work. I'm just kind of like, hmm. Yeah, whatever. There's a whole lot more to flee from, though. These are big houses you have to run from, and it's really hard to, you know, look back at that thing from, I don't know, five miles away and still be able to see it burning. Now, did you see the the, uh, video of uh, the reporter talking about his house burning down? No. Like, there was a fire going on, so he's like, hey, let's let's swing by my crib and (laughs) see what's going on, and it's on fire. And so he has to sit there and describe... His own house burning, his animals inside just smoldering. And I'm thinking, you know what? Uh, you're collecting a broadcasting pay- uh, paycheck. So, again, I can't really feel for you because you have a job. So whatever. I'm sure you have insurance. Uh, the president in Fires One, Dubs, talks about bringing some help along. We're concerned about their safety. We're concerned about their property. And we offer our prayers and hopes that all will turn out fine in the end. In the meantime, they can rest assured that the federal government will do everything we can to help put out these fires. Just like Katrina. We're going to do everything we did uh, just like Katrina. Did he actually show up out here, or did he do all of this? Oh, yeah. Instead of hanging out on the ranch or going to a fundraiser, he was out there. He was walking around because, um, yeah. Did he put a nice little fireman suit on? Because I know he likes to put outfits on whenever he goes somewhere. Like when he goes on the deck of an aircraft carrier, he's wearing the cod piece. He's doing all that stuff. And I would love to see him just sitting there in a nice little uh, fireman's uniform like he's a Chippendale. Uh, Fires too, Dubs. Uh, Again, more of a pep talk from President Bush. There's a better day ahead. Today your life may look dismal, but tomorrow life's going to be better. And to the extent that the federal government can help you, we want to do so. It sounds like Radio Buddy's emailing us. You know, it may look dismal now, but trust me, there's uh, there's bright stuff ahead of you. 
1067. It is the hideout of 106.7 WJFK. We are live. We are here. Uh, hanging out with you. And how could things get worse for these people? Are people going to rape them in their own uh, house? Is that what's going to happen next for it to get worse? President Bush makes the easiest bets ever. Yes, it will get better for you. Yeah, it really is. Now, by the way, speaking real fast, did you see the vice president? They're like, there's this big news conference. You can find mm. this video somewhere. It won't be up on Drudge, but it'll be anywhere else you look for it. Of this big press conference, there's a lot of people around like a big uh, table, and they're talking, and the president's talking, you know, giving statements like this. And directly across from him is Dick Cheney falling asleep in a room of 50 people and cameras and the clicking and everything. Gramps gets tired. It's just like uh, when he's, it's just like your grandpa sitting at uh, at uh, like uh, Thanksgiving dinner. And he just falls asleep for no reason. Everybody else is just sitting there, and he's over there farting. It got, he's got an inappropriate chub going. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? What's Grandpa thinking just, of over there? Just letting uh, letting gas fly. Let's go to line one in White Roach here in the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yo. What up, dude? Hey, great to have you back. I've been Thank listening you. to you all since the beginning. But, uh, yeah, man, George Bush isn't taking any action. We need to light a fire under his ass. <laughs> That's true. That's the thing that he absolutely needs. Thank he you. should be out there burning mad right now. I'm telling you. It is the hideout headlines. Half and dubs. 106.7 WJFK. Dumbledore is gay. Hmm? Uh, Harry Potter character, the master wizard. Uh, at Hogwarts. Shocker. Is, yeah, apparently a guy who dresses in a robe and teaches children uh, is a fruit. Who knew? You know, he calls himself a wizard and he's a sissy. Whatever. But this actually was really big news this week. Have you seen any of the Harry Potters or care anything about them? I saw the first one just because it was sitting there on cable and I decided to tune over to it. But I've never gotten into it. The first one was entertaining enough. You know, I didn't really care about it. I don't know which one Dumbledore is, but it, 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 I mean, is the character gay or is the actor gay? Or I'm sure both. I wouldn't <laughs> doubt that. Uh, uh, that well, more well, likely it's both of them. What's in the story? Is it the character? Like uh, it, the writer, she wrote him in as gay. Yeah, although it's got undertones to it. But oh, okay. this is, I guess, a big deal because here is a book that's supposedly for children, and one of the heroes in it is gay and it's supposed to be this like this big story now the undertones i see they they have been figuring them out and i don't know how no one picked up on these before because uh he also uh used to uh use his magic i guess i haven't seen all the movies but he uses magic to iron his silk shirts mm. is that one of the indicators that he's gay uh i don't know i guess it could be uh here's what I and i don't know how you can pick up that, that wasn't potion dribbling down his lip stop What's wrong with you? Here's the other thing. I don't think he's the only, you know, like gay character that you wouldn't assume, you know, like right off the bat he's gay. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people, are like, oh, you know, I, don't, I, I mean, I guess I can see that, but at the same time, I've never really considered it. I don't know. I've seen all the movies, whatever. I don't read the books because I don't read. I don't have that kind of time. Another like famous television character or movie character that I think is gay, mm -hmm. but it's like subtly, is Serrano from Major League. I, there's something about him and the hats for bats, and I think Joe Boo was actually an ex-lover that he shrank. It was just a shrine to an ex-lover? Right. 
Uh, Doughboy. at whiskey. <laughs> Doughboy from Boys in the Hood. He could have been on the down low. He had mother issues. He hated women. You know, there are all sorts of guys. And he was in prison for a while. That kind of stuff happens. Isn't it amazing what you'll do in prison? Like, if you stop and think know, about it. I don't know. I haven't been there. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I've considered it lately. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking three hots and a cot. You know, you can go there. You can, you know, you can work out. I'm glad you said cot. As I did. There was Thank a T you. on the end of that. Uh, but you go there, and you got everything paid for. You got your meals. You can work out. You got buddies. The only sacrifice you're really making is sex. But you can make up for that, I guess. They, they do that a lot of times in there. And I don't know how, how really how common that is in jail. We hear, because we used to have like a lot of people email us from prison. We tended to be very big in the prison community. And we're hoping to reach that demographic once again, JFK. Yeah. Uh, and they would say that wasn't as common as you'd think. But would you admit to it if you were in prison? That one. You know, there's a lot of gay sex going on in there. If you were writing people out there, you're like, nah, it's all straight in here. We're all we're all butch dudes. Yeah, I, I don't know. I couldn't. I, I wouldn't be able to buy that. You know what I mean? I I couldn't see where. I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's something that anybody's buying. How long do you think, if you were in prison, that uh, it would take you to swing over? Until I ran out of cigarettes. Right <laughs> then, I would be ready to go. Okay, I'll do. You know, maybe just use my hands for the first little bit and get me a, a, a few smokes. I'll even take uh, some Newports at this point. For my for my mouth, it's true. Uh, Dubs, the grand jury is investigating David Copperfield on these rape on this rape charge mm-hmm. that's been alleged by this woman. In Seattle. Now, David Copperfield, of course, is a magician. Now, now check this out, all right? This okay. is what's an incredibly interesting. Apparently, there was a, a performance in January mm-hmm. uh, up in the Tri-Cities uh, area where it's this chick. She shows up, and some, one, of the, one of the spotters finds her and is like, hey, uh, why don't you come on stage? You'll be part of the special act. So immediately, Copperfield has his, has his eye on this chick, which, by the way, is a great move, a fantastic move. If you have an entourage and they can go over and approach the chick for you, it's always the best thing to do. Yeah, instead of you being, being shot down possibly yourself, it's just your, uh, your, your entourage. So anyway, as it turns out, uh, he invited her, first of all, said he can help her modeling career, uh, which, by the way, so can we. Uh, and invited her to an isolated $50 million private retreat in Musha Cay, which apparently is a tiny string of white islands 85 miles southeast of Nassau. So he tells her, I'm going to have this big party. It's this 150-acre resort. By the way, all this alleged. Uh, and, you know, it's only going to have a maximum of 24 gas. It's really going to be this really, you know, high-end thing. It's going to be great. It's very exclusive. Let me fly you out on my private plane we're just going to have a great old time, you and me. So after exchanging emails mm-hmm. uh, between the two of them, now she should have been tipped off. Email address, uh, rapeismagical@gmail.com. But uh, but she shows up at the island. kind of is. She shows up at the island, and there's no one there. Of course not. Like what did you expect? I, I'm not buying this for one second that she thought there was a private party going on and David Copperfield was going to fly her out there for this little 24-person party. I hate going to any kind of party where I don't know the people. Why would you go to an island where you're not going to know anybody? And 
here's the question. Here's the question of all questions. Would you rather be on this David Copperfield rape island or lost? I, would, I think I would feel more comfortable on the Lost Island. So is David Copperfield the monster? That monster yes. that we haven't seen yet on Lost? Uh, so anyway, Copperfield allegedly rapes her and keeps her on that island for two days. Now here's what's crazy about this. You're on an island. Mm-hmm. No one essentially knows you're there. And you're stuck with a magician who has allegedly raped you. Could you imagine the horror? You would think that you're going to end up like one of Dexter's victims at the bottom of some uh, pit in a trash bag somewhere. There's no way you think you're getting out of there alive. Do you think he did some like uh, really kooky fun stuff with her? Like, you know, start pulling those hankies out of the area and everything and, you know, kind of make it fun, you know? Yeah, I'm sure it was a horrific experience, but maybe, you know, pulling a rabbit out of a hat would have made it a little more uh, birthday party-like. Uh, as opposed to a rubber fist. Yes. And that's what was really, really disturbing. Uh, afterwards, Copperfield allegedly threatened her, telling her she better keep quiet, and then escorted her onto the plane. Now, let me say this. about a free flight out of it. Oh, stop it. Uh, dubs does not mean that. Here's the thing, though. Uh, along with this whole idea of getting on the plane and don't tell anybody. That's a move that pedophiles use on children. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not something you use on a grown person. Hey, you better not tell anybody. Well, I mean, I'm not saying anything. I don't know anything for sure about David Copperfield, but I'll tell you what. He looks like someone who'd be walking into that to catch a predator house. His look, you would not be surprised to see someone who looks exactly like him walk into that house and be accosted by uh, by whoever is in there. Dubs, do you think these rumors are true? Guilty or not guilty? When, it's all, when it comes to a magician, always guilty. I'm going to say guilty because of Adam P. Who? Adam P. is a kid that I knew growing up in elementary and middle school. This kid was so creepy. He was four foot three. He loved David Cop- David Copperfield. He loved magic. And any guy who's into magic or hypnotizing you, they do this to meet chicks. They mm. do this to meet chicks and touch them inappropriately. So there's no doubt in my mind that any magician or hypnotist or anyone else who uses anything other than charm but has to have props. <laughs> Carrot top. Carrot top to me, I'm not knowing, but I wouldn't be shocked if it came out tomorrow that along with the alleged roids, he's also touching people wrongly. You're making all these assumptions on this one kid you knew in middle school. Adam P. If you knew this little bastard, you would understand where this all comes from. One magician. Every. And if you're a magician, I'd like for you to call and uh, debate us. I'll tell you what, the amazing Jonathan does not rape people. I don't know him, but anyone who has amazing in the beginning sounds like they like kids too much. And that's just me and where I'm at. Dubs, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll continue with the hideout headlines. If you want to get caught up right now, uh, and uh, squeezing some phone calls and anything we've just covered. We'll get to you after the break. It's 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. It is the hideout, baby. We're back in D.C. Don't forget about Trick or Beer. We'll have details with that. We just talked to Cakes from the Junkies. More on all, all of it next in the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Come on! The hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. It's a hot hip-hop fashion trend. You, you know what it is. The hideout. Blink, blink, homeboy. Step back. I might blind you. Yeah. The hideout. The hideout. We're back. Seth Van Dubs, 106.7 WJFK. Hideoutradio.com. Instant Messengers, Hideout Radio. 
And if you want to hook it up, phone lines mm. open. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. In the middle of the hideout headlines right now, it's kind of a uh, quick pace running through some of the bigger stories of the week. Uh, I talked about the wildfires. Also, uh, Dumbledore being gay. And the latest thing was the David Copperfield uh, rape allegations. We got, uh, we'll bring out some phone calls on those in a second. First, I want to remind you, though, the drunks, it's the Trick or Beer Tour 2007, wrapping it up over at the Big Hunt on Connecticut Avenue Northwest right now, headed over to Sign of the Whale, also on M Street Northwest. And, of course, if you hit them all, you got that chance to pick up on the... Uh, the tour of the bars of Boston. Yeah, so you got about 20 minutes to get over to the, the first one, over at the Big Hunt, and then they'll be moving there uh, from uh, to uh, the sign of the whale. Absolutely. So it's really, really uh, a cool thing going on. And uh, we're just stoked to be back uh, at WJFK. Really, really excited about that. By the way, speaking of Boston, uh, crushing. Oh. It's not so much a rock and sockum uh, World Series as it's all Bosox. By the way, once again, very happy for uh, Mike O'Mara. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he, of course, you know he's a diehard Red Sox fan, so very, uh, very happy for him. Dubs, uh, the Instant Messenger, uh, Hideout Radio. This one comes from One Shirt Chris. Copperfield performed a disappearing, uh, disappearing act on his unit. So uh, that, that one's been happen, that yeah. one's been around, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but uh, obviously, Dubs is banging out a couple of phone calls real quick before we hop into the. Uh, Hideout headlines once again. Uh, let's go to Travis on line one. Travis, you're in the hideout. Yeah, going back to that whole gay Dumbledore thing, mm-hmm. uh, you have all of those groups claiming that Harry Potter's corrupting children with uh, witchcraft and whatever. To me, it seems like J.K. Rowling is just trying to further draw the ire of them and just kind of making up the gay thing. You know what? It's not a bad thought there because she does enjoy that little controversy that she does get out of, you know, the the whole witchcraft thing. And now bringing in something that really scares parents, having their kid being gay. Nothing makes a dad freak out more than thinking that his son would rather be a gymnast than a football player. (laughs) Yeah, great call on that one, Travis. Appreciate it. The other thing, too, that J.K. Rowling. Mm. I want to give it to her so bad. She's so incredibly hot for an old lady. I mean, she's incredibly hot, period. Yeah. But the fact that she's older, and that's a weird thing that I'm into now, too. Old chicks? Like, uh, 35 and up thing. Uh, that's I, not too old. I, well, I'm 29 now. And I yeah, don't know six if it's years. That's I, not bad. I, I'm looking 40. I'm really looking for the term MILF. My oldest, I think, is 42. And that was when I was 19, working at 92 on the edge in Lansing, Michigan. All right, now and you're bragging she, about your resume. And she really wanted some Godsmack tickets for her kid. And I wish I was lying. All for Godsmack tickets. She invited me over, and we did it in her daughter's room. How was that? Eh, it was all right. Really? <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to get too descriptive, but... Um, Dude, we're doing a she, podcast again. She wouldn't let me look at any area because she was ashamed of it. Oh, she didn't, want you, she didn't want you to see down there? Yeah, yeah, because uh, she's like, you don't need to see that. All right, listen, it's not a pretty thing to be, hooked, no, to be no. uh, looked at anyway. I, I wasn't, you know, trying to look at it anyway, but she was very adamant about no one looking at it. It was something Probably because it used to be... 
a. Uh, it used to be nice, and now it's no, 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 it's no. like it's like uh, like a, a really nice backyard that you haven't mowed in a while. Don't look back there; there's still the kids' toys all sitting say, around. It probably used to be a dong, and that's what my thing. Whatever, I'm not going to judge. <laughs> Paul, on line two, Paul, you're up. Uh, you're in the hideout on JFK. Yeah, hey, what's up? You guys are uh, totally correct. Any uh, little kid or, or guy that's into magic is totally like weird or scamming or like a pervert See, in the making. I've never. I, I went over to uh, this there was one kid's house that was really into magic and really weird, and we went up to his room and he said, "Here, I have something cool to show you." He pulled out a little treasure box, and it was all the teeth that he had collected that had fallen out of his head. All right, see, that is, that is, and here's the thing. They I don't want to hear that from you at that side because you have your little memory chests where you save everything, uh, including your first condom that was ever used. I have my first condom, which is neon green, by the way. Uh, I Ooh. have my old dreadlocks that I had when we were at WJFK the first go-around. I have old love letters that are rambling and uh, really psychotic. But I'm not a magician. I'm a broadcaster. <laughs> I've never met an, a magician, really. I've never really met and hung out with one, so I can't say that all of them are weird. Let's go to Ryan on line three. You're in the hideout on JFK. Yo, what's good? I haven't seen this show before. I'd like to comment on it. I think it's awesome that you guys have that underlying gay tone like every other JFK station. Like every every show, something's got to be gay about banging dudes. I'll tell you this. Now, I, wanna, I don't want to say, I don't want to brag here. We're, we're pioneers. We that, originated. Sir. The homoerotic humor on JFK really got its start way back when. We're so you going, can thank us, sir. Yeah, so you're welcome. Thank you, Ryan, for the phone call. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. I believe if you go to hideoutheretics.net, you can get a few of those old shows. Dubs, you. Uh, Dubs, next up on the uh, hideout headlines on 106.7 WJFK, the human race will be split into two different species. One day, the different species, there will be an attractive, intelligent, ruling elite, and then an underclass of dim-winded, ugly, goblin-like creatures, according to a top scientist. Now, I... I is this see. scientist Hitler? Is this where <laughs> this is coming from? Is this, is this just a, a story pulled out of Mein Kampf? Um... Apparently, 100,000 years into the future, sexual selection could mean two distinct breeds of humans would have developed. Uh, these humans would be between 6 feet and 7 feet tall. They'll live up to 120 years. Uh, physical features would include health, youth, fertility. Um, the guys will have symmetrical faces, deeper voices, bigger dongs. Uh, women will have glossy hair, smooth hairless skin, large eyes, pert breasts. Well, I'll tell you who's already started off in this. Old man, Lamar Odom. He has already become this elite where he is 20, he looks like he's 45, but I guarantee he looks that same way until he's 90. The interesting thing is, I look at this, they're talking about LeBron James. Mm -hmm. LeBron James is that guy that's between 6 and 7 feet, this physical specimen. So essentially we're going to have a race of LeBron James and then a race of the Van Gundys. Uh, Stan Van Gundy, uh, John, is it 
John Van Gundy? That's not right. No. Uh, the other one. I forget who the other one who coaches Houston. Uh, I don't know why that's slipping my mind. Someone will hit it up on uh, on hideoutradio.com. Uh, but yeah, it's weird that we're going to have these these this race now. What's interesting is here in the United States of America, we're already pretty close to that. Because have you noticed that a lot of us are essentially oompa loompas? There are so many fat, odd shaped people with these huge triceratops. Dubs and I, before we come in to do the show, we stop off at like a Walgreens and you know a convenience store. Mm-hmm. And there's this chick who I bet was only 20, but had the biggest cellulite-ridden thighs that I had ever seen. And the saddest part about it was she was tall. She had a really cute face. And actually, her like upper torso area wasn't even that bad. I mean, it was kind of flabby, but nothing compared to her thighs that she had. And I don't understand where that comes from because I think, you know, if she was living maybe 20 years ago, she would have been very thin. Very, uh, you know, just all around really hot. But something about the food or the environment right now just makes her disgusting. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what specifically it is. Also, too, the scientist says that racial differences will be a thing of the past as interbreeding produces a single coffee-colored skin tone. To me, this clown just watched Starship Troopers. That's all he did. I expect later on to see in his report that we'll be fighting some big alien... The bug. Yeah, yeah, brain bug. And that's his whole idea of what the future is going to be like. Insanity plea planned in microwave baby case. I don't know if you heard about this. Yeah, I remember the story. There was a guy who lived in Arkansas, 19 years old, had a two-month-old daughter. Mm-hmm. Drove from Arkansas to Corpus Christi, Texas, because he was going to be a minister. The Lord told him to drive to Corpus Christi so that he, be- he could become a minister. Mm-hmm. So he goes. And while there, uh, he ends up putting his two-month-old daughter in the microwave. At a motel. He was staying at a motel uh, with his baby and uh, decided that he needed to, for some reason, put it in the microwave. I don't understand it. If you are going to cook a baby, you don't waste it in microwave. You put it on maybe a, a rotisserie. Everyone uh, knows babies are better deep fried. I, I'm not even saying deep fried. Tasty. You, you get, everything deep fried tastes the same. you got to try to do something different. Maybe, I don't know, uh, pan fry it. Pan-fried baby sounds like something that could be very delicious, but microwave baby, it's way, it takes way too long, and you're taking a very big risk of making it explode if you don't poke holes into it. The, 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 uh, the attorney says the kid has voices talking to him and all other kind of issues. Okay, I'm sick of this where you can listen to God when he tells you to go be a minister, mm-hmm. but if God tells you to put your baby in the microwave and put it on a nine setting, a baked potato setting, then all of a sudden you're hearing voices. Either you're crazy both times or you're not crazy. Mm-hmm. Maybe God wanted that baby in the microwave. Maybe it was cold, and that was <laughs> God's way of telling you that you have to warm the baby up. And he gave him two options. Either put a put a snow suit on the baby or put it in the microwave. It's up to you. And he chose uh, the microwave. But it drives me insane that these people will be able to say, 
oh, a guy told me to do this. I remember this guy. Well, I went to Texas Tech University, Brian Hanspard. He was on his way driving out to like USC or something from Dallas, and he was going to go there. He stopped off at a motel in Lubbock, Texas, mm-hmm. was in the shower, and all of a sudden a voice came to him that said, Texas Tech is where you need to be. So he's a great running back. He walked on the campus. He ends up getting a scholarship going there and being really badass for Texas Tech. Later on, it turns out, uh, 0.0 GPA, and he never ended up going to any of his classes. Now, did God tell him to skip class two? I'm no, wondering how no. it works. Can you have it both ways? He just knew that U.S. Uh, God knew that USC would catch on to him skipping classes, and Texas Tech is 13th grade, and they could give a damn. That's what God knew, so God's like, hey, just stop here and go to Texas Tech. I'm sorry we didn't all go to a broadcasting school like you. Specs Howard School of Broadcast Art. Dubs, we mentioned the World Series as we talk a little sports here briefly. Boston up 6 to nothing right now in the bottom of the third over the Rockies. Uh, doesn't look like it's going to be any sort of a World Series. Really, now, lo- I was really excited about this World Series. I haven't been excited about a World Series probably ever. And this one, I'm like, you know what? This is really cool. Uh, for once, the the Red Sox are not the underdogs. We're cheering for someone to come up and take down the mighty, you know, Red Sox. Right. And it just won't work out. It, it, it's not even becoming a run. Now, we're in the middle of football season. Mm-hmm. We talked to Cakes earlier from the Junkies who are out on the uh, the uh, Trick or Beer Tour 2007. So, Dubs, you're a Lions fan. Yes. You excited about the team this year? Of course, yeah. We've had a, a, a decent season. I know that the Washington fans remember only the time they've really seen them is in that Redskins game. Were, they is, dis- were the Skins destroyed you? Yes, we got our we got our asses handed to us by the NFC East basically the whole time. We got killed by the Redskins, and we got killed by the Eagles. The rest of the time, we've done pretty well. Uh, do you, so you also, too, believe with, as Cakes that there's no way the Skins are beating the uh, Patriots tomorrow? Actually, no. I, I think that they actually have a shot of making a game of it. Do I think they're going to win? No. But I think they have a good shot. What does it matter, then, if you're not going to win? Does it really matter? Is it I worth think mentioning? I think they'll play a game out of it, and I think that it, it won't be a blowout like you've seen in the past with the Patriots. By the way, what does it say? Uh, what do you think about this? The fact that the NFL has announced that the teams will only have 10 minutes between picks in the first round instead of 15, and that it's only going to be two rounds on the first day of the NFL draft. Love it. And then 10 minutes, uh, from 10 minutes to 7 minutes uh, from each round thereafter on Sunday, starting with the third round. Are you down with that? Love it, because I sit there and I watch this whole stupid draft. I watched it all day one this year and it took so long each year feels like it's getting longer because everybody for some reason these teams feel like they have to take all 15 minutes because they could get a call for a trade you know most likely if there's going to be a trade on the table and then maybe yeah you take your whole 15 minutes if you think there's a possibility of a trade but a lot of times with these picks they haven't even begun to get a trade started and they think that someone's going to call with two minutes left go out there make your pick and move on now we have to pay for it by having these shorter things because people were dragging it out too long by the way i say this too i uh am glad it's not going to be so long because i'm sick of the broadcasters i'm sick of the talking heads less time means less time for berman yeah berman filling time is very very painful at times especially at the end of the day 
when he's tired. He's been there for a while, and yeah. Could you imagine what his undercarriage smells like after he's been sitting there all day eating and sweating, just just dirty the fromunda cheese. Now here's my here's my question. Sure, it to smells you. like Cool Ranch. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. As you're in the hideout, Hef and Dub is back live on WJFK in Washington D.C. Let me ask you this. Not everyone gets along in a bus now. Mm-hmm. All these guys, you know, you got Madden, you got Kornheiser. Everyone has to take a bus wherever they're going because they're afraid of dying in a, in, in a crash, in an airplane crash for whatever reason. Let's say you get a bus and you can put four broadcasters on there, give away four tickets, and that bus is going to crash and they're all going to die. You have four tickets to give away, okay, knowing that something awful is going to happen to these broadcasters. Which broadcasters get these ducats? Uh, Collinsworth. Chris Collinsworth. Really? I hate him. I used to really, really like Collinsworth, but he's gotten kind of smug lately. He's he's, he's, a, he's a prick. Um, Stephen A. Smith is another one. He's on mine. Yeah. He's got, he got my first ticket. Yeah, Stephen A. Smith is one of those guys who, who's never accountable for how wrong he always is. He will he will pick something or he'll like guarantee something and it doesn't turn out and no one calls him on it. Um, Madden I would say goes on there just because I hate the repetitiveness on his games, but I don't really mind him that much. He's an idiot, but everybody knows he's an idiot and he doesn't pretend not to be. Um, God, who would else go on there? I hear here are my four. Berman. Berman's one of those. Stay like come and I wanted to loam. Stephen A. Smith. Mm-hmm. Tony Reale. Yeah, Tony Reale is very, very annoying. I don't know what it is about the kid, but I want to smack him. Uh, I mean, anybody, uh, wasn't Max Kellerman the guy on that uh, Around the Horn before? I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, they, they just picked the same kind of annoying fake guys for that position. Uh, and Skip Bayless. I hate Skip Bayless. With a passion, mainly because he's so anti-Dallas, where I grew up. From, where I grew up, mm-hmm. he's so anti-Dallas, and he used to live in Dallas and write, I believe, for the Dallas Morning News. But I hate that son of a bitch. And those are the four guys right there that I would love to see die in that fiery bus crash. I would like to get Left Eye in there. What's his name? Uh, <laughs> Left Eye. Yeah. She's already dead. No. The. Uh, what are you going to throw Leah on there too? No, Lefty. Uh, left Eye. The uh, the guy with the. The, uh, oh, I mean, Stuart yeah, Scott. Stuart Scott. Stuart Scott should go on there. That's another one, too. Um, as well as, who's the one from ESPN who tried to pick up that uh, chick? I uh, left that really in- uh, embarrassing voicemail. Well, that's a local guy. He went to the University of Maryland, um, and his name slips me for whatever reason. God, I wish we could, I wish we could find that. There's this clip of, and I, it escapes me, so someone could hit us up on the uh, Instant Messenger hideout radio. The bald and he, guy. Yeah, the, and he's just he's sitting at like a like a, he gives leaves one of those very douche chill swingers uh, messages voicemails. Yeah, voicemails. What happened was he was I think I believe he was in Ocean City, Maryland, and he was hanging out there. He met a chick at a bar, and that night, two hours later, he calls her and leaves a four minute message about how he really wants to buy dinner for her. And it was very, very uncomfortable, douchey. And this girl thought the exact same thing, so she posted on the Internet. <laughs> we had to see if we could track that down somewhere and uh, get that in for you. There they were, the hideout headlines, 800-636-1067.
202-432-1067. Hideoutradio.com is the website. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Still an hour left of the hideout. We're back live on 106.7 WJFK. The Hideout with El Jefe and Jay Dubs. Just two men sharing the night. It might seem wrong, but it's just right. It's just two men sharing each other. It's just two men like loving brothers. One is screaming, he's so happy. The other screaming, a passionate shout. It's the night, man. The feeling's so wrong and right, man. Learn more at hideoutradio.com. The Hideout. We are back. It is the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. I am El Jefe. That is J Dubs. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. That's the way we used to do it. Yeah. The instant messenger is hideoutradio.com. I want to welcome everybody back listening on the stream via WJFK.com, or there's also a link on hideoutradio.com where you can learn more about us, link to our MySpace, add us as a friend, link to the mm-hmm. uh, old podcast. We're going to do a new thing called the uh, Hideout PSP. That's going to be an uncensored post-show pro, uh, podcast uh, that we'll upload through, um, uh, I believe it is Revsner.com. But more on that later on. Um, first segment, Dubs, is reintroducing ourselves, and we'll, we'll also do it again here. Dubs and I used to work at WJFK mm-hmm. back in the day, 2003 to, really 2002 to 2005. Did Saturday nights, then did late nights. Produced the Ron and Fish show when it was here. Helped out on the Don and Mike show. Did various things around the building. And we're just stoked to be back in D.C. And judging by the phone calls and the instant messages that we're getting, people are uh, excited to have us back, too. We're we're broadcasting from Tampa. We're not going to really advertise that all that much from nah, here on out. Just letting you know, because one of the things we used to do a whole lot in the hideout, we'd have a lot of people from the city, whoever wanted to, could stop up, come up, bring us some food. And uh, we can't do that right at this moment. We hope to be able to do a road show and go up to the actual city we're broadcasting to sometime. But right now, nah, we are in Tampa. One of the cool things about JFK now is that there's a promotions department. Really? Yeah. Well, they're actually doing stuff like tonight with the Junkies. It's Trick or Beer Tour right now. It's not an angry pregnant woman like it used to be. (laughs) The boys are over at uh, Sign of the Whale on M Street in Northwest. Uh, You can go there, bring your your registration card, enter to win a pair of tickets to see Dan Cook live at the Verizon Center on the 16th of November. All of this, the whole tour, you want to get a part in for the the Bostonman uh, a trip for two to Boston for the Ultimate Bar Tour. So they're going to give you a round-trip transportation, two-night hotel, you got a limo for the evening, all sorts of stuff. The famous bars of Boston. And Boston, by the way, uh, just an incredibly happy place as the Bo Sox continue to crush uh, the Rockies right now, six to nothing. So we did the uh, introduction of ourselves and who we are. Uh, last hour we did the hideout headlines, some of the bigger headlines of the uh, the week yeah. of the week, and we're going to do that. Probably start off the show with that from now on. Our normal slot is going to be six to nine 
once Terps football is over. Mm-hmm. At least that's what we've been told. So we'll be here for you from 6 to 9 on Saturday nights. Otherwise, it's just kind of whenever... Whenever Terps are done, we'll jump on and, you know, float around until we get, you know, kind of a consistent weekend schedule going here. Uh, the cool thing about the hideout, you don't have to use your real name when you call in. And uh, we just love to hear from you. Otherwise, on a Saturday night, see what's going on in D.C. We've got our boy Sideshow and uh, Sid Kata holding things back uh, at, the, uh, at the station. Uh, I believe Bill Milliken is back. Um, is Bill there? Is he on the line? Or F.A. Dubs, Bill Milliken, former Baptist P.I., how you doing? All right. We spoke to you earlier in the show. You were mad at us because you've been on hold at WGFK for two and a half years to speak to us. Sorry about the mix-up. Uh, so that, give, that gives you the right to have two calls in one show. What's up, Bill? Thank you. Hypothetical situation, if I may. Okay. Let's say I wanted to hear some quality programming, such as, oh, unzipped, Basement, the bald truth, highway justice. Okay, okay. Who's highway justice. <laughs> I haven't heard of this one yet. I believe Spencer Coburn did that as well. All right, what's the question? Uh, where can I hear Bill O'Reilly? Golf's garage. <laughs> all right, thank you. Redskins uh, Radio. All right, I don't want to hear you go through all the shows that have left since we left when we were there in 2005. I don't know where you go for that. <laughs> Hit up DCRTV.com or something. Maybe they have... Maybe they know where it's at. Let me tell you this really quickly, too. The cool thing is we slow things down a little bit here in the hideout. Uh, Again, if you want to hop in, uh, 800-636-1067 or 202-432-1067 is the hideout back on WJFK. It's cool to be back on JFK Mm. because... And I mean this. I'm not kissing up. Like, I've always believed this, that FM talk is the future of broadcast radio. It's the way it has to be because you can get music anywhere. And the great thing about JFK is that it's this beacon of hope in terrestrial radio. You got the Junks, you got ONA, you got Jim Rome, Don and Mike, uh, Big on Dukes, us now on the weekend. So you have a great station that you can listen to all day if you're a guy. You know what I mean? And DC is. It's what DC, LA, and I guess maybe Orlando, and those are really the those only- are really the only places that are carrying talk stations successfully. Now, why do you think that? Have you noticed there's something about broadcast, whether it's broadcast radio, and especially broadcast television? Obviously, JFK being the exception, that there are no brilliant shows out there. You know what I mean? Like everything brilliant nowadays is. On cable. Yeah, cable really does, because everybody's so afraid to do something on terrestrial or on a regular TV, broadcast TV. It, it really makes, and I don't think it's the people that are afraid to do it, it's the suits that are afraid to put it on TV. But on cable, they have like a little bit more leniency. It's not as um, ratings driven, even though, you know, that does play a role in it, it's not as ratings-driven as broadcast TV, so they are willing to take a few more chances. I was was sitting around thinking about this. I defy you to name three brilliant broadcast television shows. Lost. Lost is one that I will give you. Lost is different. It's got a whole Mm. storyline. There's a lot going on in Lost where at the end of the show you say, wow, that was brilliant. Heroes is good. Falling off. Yeah, I don't think it's brilliant. I think it's entertaining. Um, 
Another brilliant show on broadcast TV. A broadcast Because think about the favorites. Let's, let's just run down okay. our favorites while people are thinking about this. I love It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You Very hear funny. The, you hear the clips in the imaging? That's on FX. Californications on Showtime. Very good. I, I didn't pick up on this thing until like probably four or five uh, episodes in. And we recorded all of them. And finally went back and watched the first one. I'm like, wow, this is hilarious. Let me watch the second one. And now I'm completely hooked to that show. As is Weeds on Showtime. Dexter's fantastic on Showtime. Then you swing over to HBO. You got Entourage, mm-hmm. which, I'll be honest with you, has gotten weak. I'm tired, like of, I'm tired of Vinny Chase banging everybody. All right, we get it. You're a star. You can bang anyone you want to. Give me something new. Give me more Johnny drama. You're a little less E. A little more drama. Yeah, E is annoying, but I, I like the show overall. Dexter, uh, I mentioned already. South Park, Daily Show, Colbert Report. All this stuff is on cable, but you can't. You're not going to tell me about. Hey, there's a show on NBC. I got to tell you about. It's awesome. I'll tell you what, though. You watch, uh, you know, South Park on Comedy Central, and then they bring it over to like UPN or something and play it at like 12 o'clock at midnight. I won't watch it over there. For some reason, I can't get into South Park over on UPN or whatever station picks them up. All right, so we've named one broadcast television show that you could say is brilliant. What does that say about us right now and where we are as far as art goes? Because I think you say a lot about a society as far as the art and the great things that are put out. And when broadcast television is essentially giving you crap, mm-hmm. dancing with the star, everything is so reality. The Dance, biggest loser, big, which, which way, I, I watched this week. I thought it was very, very entertaining, but it's by no means brilliant or groundbreaking or anything like that. It Basically, what it is is one long episode of Maury where he has the fat kids on there uh, eating SpaghettiOs without forks. All right. Memories on the Instant Messenger Real Radio says The Office. The Office... In England, they, yeah, it was the, brilliant. I don't think the American version is brilliant. Entertaining, yeah. It's watered now. down. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. It's watered down. Are we, as a, as Americans, are we really that watered down where we can't handle the highbrow humor? No, I don't think we are. But I think it, it, it's an insult from the uh, from the suits at you know, NBC, CBS, ABC, wherever, that they think we are. They think that America is that dumb. But you know what? Maybe America is. I'm going to say we're not because we like these other shows. But do you know how many dolts there are out there that live and die by an American Idol, that live, oh, yeah. and, that live and die by a Dancing with the Stars? I mean, I, Dancing with the Stars is one. That they that, Grey's Anatomy is a is a brilliant television show. Well, I uh, I think the Dancing with the Stars is the one that I completely don't understand. I understand American Idol. It's silly. It's fun to watch. Okay, you like it, you watch it. Stop it. It's karaoke. But, uh, yeah, but it's fun to watch. People like to go watch karaoke. I don't. Think I they, don't. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think that they find it brilliant. You know but, who likes to go watch karaoke on a Saturday night? Asians. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Touche. And also, too, just losers who don't have anything else going on in their lives, where it's, A, let's go to a magic show, or let's go watch karaoke, or let's go hmm. touch a kid. Those are the three hmm. options a lot of the times, and I'm not interested in it. Have you been looking at my day planner? All right. Uh, Sid keeps typing to me on the uh, on the call screen. Reaper. 
Uh, it's I've, Reaper. I don't know. I've, I, it's, I guess it's something by Kevin Smith that Kevin oh, Smith is doing. Oh, yeah. I do remember hearing about Reaper. I haven't watched it yet. It's uh, on the CW Network. It's yeah. fantastic. Um, it's on CW. Does that even count? It as does. broadcast? Yeah, I guess so. It's not one of the big four, but yeah, it would count as broadcast. All right. I'm going to have to block Ultimate Heretic 666 because he said the Bill Ingvall show is brilliant <laughs> television. <laughs> Sir, you can no longer listen to the hideout on 106.7 WJFK if Christ. Bill Ingvall is what you consider brilliant television. It ain't happening. So are you offended? Are you offended that the suits think you're a bunch of dummies? I would say that, yeah, I'm semi-offended by that. I I don't think that people really... I think if people really got quality programming, they would get into it, but they just aren't giving it. Uh, you have to search it out now. When a show fails, do you think that like there should be a public apology or something? I, I, think, I think there should be some public shaming by the writers where they have to come on and just say, hey... My show sucked. And now, you know, if this writer comes on and writes another show, there's a little buyer beware there that you don't want to uh, put in all the time into the same guy who wrote Two and a Half Men. Right, right, right. All right, on the Instant Messenger or Hideout Radio, Ozzy Mazzy says, House and How I Met Your Mother are brilliant. House is entertaining, again. House is good, but it's not. I don't walk away saying, wow, that was brilliant. I TVO it, I watch it every week, but it's not... It's not nearly on the level of a Californication or a flight of the Concords. It's just not there. And Ozzy continues to say, also, welcome back to WJFK. And so far, the show hasn't been nearly gay enough. I'll have to do uh, a little bit more to help you out there, sir. Uh, actually, actually here, here, imagine me kissing you right now. All right, people say, screw Reaper. It's like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Entertaining. It, it, it sucks. So, now, anyway, I, that was just something that I found... You know, kind of, oh, kind of interesting. Now, we do have a hideout download, and they talk about sex on TV as far as uh, some of these shows on cable now. Hideout download. This is on CNN. From HBO's Tell Me You Love Me to Showtime's Californication with David Duchovny going from The X-Files to The Sex Files. Oh, you son of a bitch. All right, let's pause it right there. That Tell Me You Love Me on HBO. Uncomfortable? Yes. I love it because it is essentially porno. Yeah. Let me tell you this dream real fast. For anyone who's seen Tell Me You Love Me, it's essentially a show about three couples, and I think they go into it a little bit later on. But there's the young chick, Mm -hmm. the brunette. Mm -hmm. I find her incredibly hot and annoying all at the same time. This is why I'm pissed off at you. I had a dream last night that this brunette was into me. Okay? Like Mm -hmm. she wanted it badly. And you and I are living together now. And for whatever reason, my current girlfriend, who I love immensely, um, let's just say is dead. So this girl on Tell Me You Love Me, the hot brunette, wants to do dirty things to me. And so we're downstairs, and she's ready to do something. And I'm like, hey, condoms are upstairs. Let me go upstairs and grab them. Dubs comes in off the porch. Having a nice cigarette. You bend her over, (laughs) and you take her. I come back downstairs, and you just look at me and give me the thumbs up. <laughs> and you knew that I wanted to bang this chick from Tell Me You Love Whatever. Me. Whatever. And you're just sitting there smiling. Mm-hmm. Um, what am I supposed to be doing? Frowning saying, no, this sucks that I'm banging this hot chick from Tell Me You Love Me. And what hurts the most is the, ext- the, 
this look of pleasure that she has in her eyes. Oh, yeah. That was meant to be caused mm-hmm. by me. Oh, no, but that's, why she, that's why she chose the dubster. Instead, there's you mm-hmm. with your tattoo of a clown shooting heroin mm-hmm. on your left arm, yeah. an Indianapolis scrawled across your back, mm-hmm. along with the rest of the NFC uh, Central. And I'm thinking, dude, you know I wanted to bang this chick. How could you do this to me? Hey. And you were so excited. And you know what you said to me? You want to smell it. And that's it. <laughs> and I'm like, come on. Why are you, do you? Why are you rubbing here, it in? Come here. Come here. And of course, get at it. Of course not. But it hurt. And I it's just like. I scratched myself. That's what you, you left right there. You betrayed me, man. All right, let's get back to the hideout download. <laughs> hideout download. Here's a thought. Why don't uh, I do you this time and then we call it even? Showbiz tonight has to ask what's up with all the explicit sex on TV? This season, I think cable has pushed the limit. What I ask is, what's up with your voice? Limit of acceptability of sex on television, as far as it can possibly go. TV Guide's Mary Murphy claims several shows are bordering on obscene. Yeah. Even though HBO is known for its risque programming, the network may have gone too far with its new series, Tell You Love Me, which deals with the explicit sexual relationships of three fictional couples. Let's Great, always has been. There are raw, uncensored sex scenes that, if you stumble across them, you might even think you hit a porn channel. All right, pause it for a second. That is true. That that Tell Me Love Me show they're talking about. Dude, it is. And I'm thinking, man, as a kid, if I had stumbled across a show like this with hot chicks, Penny from Lost is mm-hmm. one of the chicks in there. Penny. And let's just say she's doing hand manipulation. Yeah, and they showed a lot. Everything. They show completion. Mm-hmm. And Dubs and I are like, whoa! I, we and actually we DVR'd on- and watched this guy do his thing, and you saw what happens when you finish. It is the Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. We are live, 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Still, no one's really been able to give me more than three brilliant television shows that are on network TV. Memories brings up a good one, Bill Maher. Bill Maher is great television, but once Not again, on HBO, he got kicked off of network because he was too, quote-unquote, risque. Back to the Hideout Download. Hideout Download. So hot, so explicit, we couldn't even show them to you. When I'm looking at some of these shows, I say to myself, what is the difference between this show and porn? It has a good storyline. That, that's the difference. Why does it matter if there's some very, very risque scenes in it? If there's a good storyline, people aren't going to watch uh, it because me, of the porn. Let me tell you what the difference is. The one shot. The shot where you can see everything. Like mm-hmm. the actual act happening. And I hate that shot. I don't, I'm not a fan of that. Oh, I like the skin. I, I, that's why I grew up watching was the Skinamax porn where you only see kind of generally what's happening you don't actually see um graphic stuff going on so that's actually what i look for in my porn now people on hideout radio uh the instant messenger tell me nip tucks also another one that we should check out which again is on fx Mm -hmm. like it's always sunny in philadelphia and this brunette's so hot and you essentially see her do- and I think they're really having sex on this show too. I would say uh, we know that they're really giving the uh, hand manipulation, right? Uh, so I think they probably go further as well. Hideout download. I look at it two ways. I look at it as a critic and a reporter, and I say, is it essential? 
I don't think so. And then I look at it as a daughter and a mother. Shut up. And I pray that neither my mother nor my daughter will ever walk into the room while this is on television. Okay. They take part in that. Your your mother took part in that. Your daughter takes part in that. You take part in that. Why are you so ashamed of what you do in your everyday life? Again, that's the problem with us in America right now is we're so afraid of our bodies. We're so afraid that you're going to see naughty bits. That's how they got there. This is what we're all about. Exactly. That's why I'm saying when you walked into my room the other day and my stuff was, um, you know, I was wearing loose boxers and you saw a little bit too much of me. (laughs) I told you don't worry about it. You have these parts. They may not be as endowed as mine. Stop it. Don't worry about it. It really is disappointing when I see what you have and what little I have. And it really sucks. Guinness says The Shield is a great show. Uh, got another. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to John on line one. You're in the hideout on ro- uh, the hideout on WJFK. Roops. Yeah, I got a, I got an animated show for you, The Squid Billies. That's a damn good show. And Where's the Squid Billies at? It's, it's actually it's on Adult Swim, but it's really freaking good. What? Well, that's brilliant. Give me a basic concept. I've never heard of it. It's about it's about a bunch of squids that live in a trailer park. You're and so high. They're all hillbillies. They're squid billies. <laughs> That's so far. Thank you. I I have to say yes. It probably is brilliant. Then uh, here's the thing. You're so high if you're watching that show. I'm. I would have to say Aqua Teen was another one that I was like, what the hell is this show? But once you watch it, brilliant. Uh, I agree with you on that. I finally gave it a chance when I was high on Viking. More on that in a second. It's got a hot tub on line two. You're in the hideout on JFK. Yeah, guys, what's going on? Welcome back. Glad to have you back. Thank you, brother. All right, listen, I want to talk about old school WHT. When I go home theater, you had to watch the scrambled nudity. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and try and jack when it came in. (laughs) You you would see a silhouette of a breast and what resembled a nipple, and you wouldn't know if it was actually a guy's chest or a girl's chest you were looking at, but you didn't care. You were just running one to it because uh, it was was scrambled porn. Here's what's funny about that, too. I got busted once trying to watch the squiggles, not by my mom, but by family family friends that were over. (laughs) Uh, And I I got busted by a guy who was over, you know, sick of that. And he didn't say anything then. Son of a bitch waits till dinner the next <laughs> night to bring it up at the table. I'm like, dude, you're my age, 117. Do you really got to bring it up at dinner? Really, really uncool. Thanks for the phone call, Hot Tub. Hideout Download. Even the ladies of The View say all the sex on TV is actually a turnoff. If I'm watching it, you know, when it's on, I want to f- fast forward the sex scenes. I think right. it interrupts. Oh. Too much for you. you f- well, do- <laughs> Honey, yeah. I'd rather watch the Food Channel at this point. Okay. <sighs> we don't really target women on WJFK. Good. So, yeah. Because I want to target these ones with my fist. <laughs> uh, it really is... Like, this is... this. I, I don't want to think that the majority of chicks think like this. I don't think they do. I they, th- These girls, like on The View, and housewives in general are so disconnected. And these aren't the girls that I want to end up with anyway. These aren't the girls that I think most... These are the girls who make men miserable. These are the girls who really, you know, I don't know if they used to be decent and cool at one point, but they've completely changed into succubuses. Uh, all right, this is, kind of fun, this is kind of funny, but i got to explain it. 
We had a heretic, one of the hardcore listeners, who was busted. You maybe even heard about the story. He worked at Disney World, mm-hmm. and he was busted with a kitty porn. His yeah, he was, was the one with, uh, he worked at Disney, and he was uh, allegedly trying to get baby porn. Yeah. Uh, this says... <laughs> and sorry, listeners. Yeah, this says heretic Talon said the baby son on Teletubbies was explicit. So, now that we explained it, it makes a little sense. Chuckled to me. You're gonna, we're going to reference this cat because here was one of our listeners who gets dragged out of Disney. Yeah, he was Unfortunately, working. Unfortunately, not wearing a hideout t-shirt. No. If he could have been wearing a hideout t-shirt, it might have been worth our while. Let's go to the Don on line one. Here's a heretic. You trying to tell me that Hogan knows best is quality television? <laughs> you know, you're right. I should have realized that that is That's another one, even even how stupid Hogan knows best is. Uh, even though it does have knobs and sags with the nasty boys on it constantly. Um, <laughs> you know what would be, you know be brilliant, brilliant television? What? If they did like a television series of Beverly Hills Cop. That right there, my friends. Axel Foley, uh, baby. I hear that. Thank you. Miss you, buddy. Appreciate it. There's the Don checking in. Let's finish up this hideout download and take a break. We'll come back and uh, I got a question for you because I know you're a drug addict. What? Hideout download. I get turned on by Ina Gartner when she's like slapping those two plays together. I have one. <laughs> I'm out here by myself. I can't watch it just because I get horny. So I. Yeah. I mean, seriously, why are you looking at me crazy like that? I find it hysterical because to me, I don't watch it because I think I do that better. <laughs> well, for better or worse, sex is the storyline of the season. And HBO and Showtime insist that the graphic sex scenes are necessary parts of the stories. My question is, how integral to the storyline is to see, you know, the private parts of men and women more explicitly than I've ever seen them, you know, on legitimate cable stations. I don't think it's appropriate at all. I think that the whole ruse of it's appropriate for the character really means we have to do this to get better ratings. You know what makes brilliant television something that seems real? Yeah. And I'm not talking about reality television because that's all set up. Mm, That's all producers telling people to start these little wars and do all this different stuff. But something that is real. We'll take a break. Come back. The hideout is live. We're back uh, on 106.7 WJFK. Dubs, if people want to hop in, 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Hideoutradio.com is the website. Don't forget that right now, uh, in the middle of Trick or Beer Tour 2007 with the Junkies at Sign of the Whale on M Street Northwest, are they going to be there until 11 o'clock? Then the bottom line is the next stop and wrapping it up at Mackey's. We're back after this. It's a hideout. Half fan dubs. Back, baby. Feels good to be back on 106.7 WJFK. Damn it, man. I swear you guys rip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. You're in the, in the hideout. Yeah. The hideout. Good evening, godless sodomite. The hideout. Or we will destroy this place. The hideout. Back in the hideout. Tef Van Dubs Live, 106.7 WJFK. This old, comfy, familiar place. Mm-hmm. Saturday nights where it all started. 800 636 1067 202 432 1067. Hideout Radio.com is the website. The Instant Messenger, Hideout Radio. It's blowing up, actually. It's very nice. good to talk to all these people online before you go out and you do your thing. DC, of course, the Trick or Beer Tour uh, with the Junkies. We'll uh, get you more info on that before we break out of here. I want to thank uh, the boys 
uh, Cicada and Sideshow. Yes, thank you. things down there. Uh, man, so much, so much stuff that I want to get to. and we'll, you know, we'll try to hit as much as we can in a little bit. One of the things we're talking about in the hideout headlines were broadcasters that we hate mm. and that we'd actually want to see die. And Stephen A. Smith came up. Chris Berman came up. We couldn't think of a particular name. You don't like him. The ball guy who actually went to the University of Maryland. I don't mind him. Uh, Scott Van Pelt. Yes, Scott Van Pelt was his name. And we remembered that in Orlando when we did the hideout there on Real Radio, Deadspin.com had a voicemail of Scott Van Pelt. Just incredibly um, what you would call douche chill. Yeah, something that you listen to and you're just like, ooh, that just gives me a wrong feeling because it's just so uncomfortable. It reminds you of swingers. Now, how long this thing is, it's about a minute 45 of, uh, and uh, let me set this up again because I thought it was over in Ocean City. It was actually at Dewey Beach. He was at Dewey Beach and uh, met a girl and a week later decides to give her a call back and see how everything's going. Okay. And this is another hideout download for you. Hideout download. From Scott Van Pelt. Scott Van Pelt. Received July 27th at 5.14 p.m. Hey, it's Scott Van Pelt. <laughs> we shared a brief but exceptionally meaningful modeling court relationship last Saturday. I'm sure you remember it. Douche chill. Maybe, maybe you don't. <laughs> I just wanted to touch base. I, I, I figured sending text gets real tedious with the typing and whatnot. It's really easy to just actually call up and leave a rambling message, okay, which fine. I'm great at. Okay, I'm punching out. Punching um, out. Uh, can't handle it. Why? It's so uncomfortable. It is so that call you never want to make as a guy. It's the rambling thing. I like how it's All stuck. you do when you call a girl like that, you give her your name, you give her a phone number, and you leave it at that, and hopefully she calls back. All right, Sid has an observation. What are we going to say, Sid? Whole name? Who says their whole name like that? Yes, Scott Van Pelt is, yeah. the third. This is Scott Van Pelt. Um, not sure if you knew my middle name or not. <laughs> Scott um, Van Pelt. That's, that's his last name, Van yeah. Pelt, you dummy. But, Son of Richard Van Pelt. Of the... Uh, Van Pelt estate. Van Maryland. Pelt heir. Uh, but I can't listen anymore because it hurts me as a guy. Well, we're only 35 seconds in, so we got a minute 10 to go. Good, then we don't have to do it anymore. Oh, boy. Hideout download. I knew as soon as you left, I'd never see you again. I, I, as a veteran of many Dewey Beach summers, you oh, have your dude, crew stop. people. I can't. Why? I can't. Why? Because it is so uncomfortable. It is. He's a veteran of very many Dewey Beach summers. You don't get that, oh, my God, I'm 16 and I'm rambling. Don't they have options at the end of the voicemail where you think, you know, uh, I'm going to end up looking like a clown on this. I should just delete this. Yeah, they do have the option. But what you would think, all right, this guy's been on TV. He knows, live TV, he knows that he have to get your message out, get it out quick, and be entertained during that. I don't see how he can leave a minute 45 message of him being a douchebag and not know 30 seconds in why this is going way too long. Oh, sweet Jesus. Hideout download. You lose track of somebody, they're going someplace else, and you're never going to see them again, and that's how that went. So, understood. But for what it's worth, you did pass everything on my checklist. Like, I, I have a very lengthy checklist, and anyone's trying to be out. Thank you, Scott. I'm so excited. I really should even have a checklist. I mean, at this point, I probably should talk to any woman that isn't 
stabbing like club footed and like an amputee. Now he's just going with self-deprecating humor. Right, so he's trying to say, hey, uh, here I am. I'm Scott Van Pelt of ESPN. <laughs> and now all of a sudden you fit my standards. But look at me. Ha, ha, ha. I, I am, should be going for anybody at this point. I'm your average Joe who's on ESPN uh, every night. Did I mention this is Scott Van Pelt? My, yes, he did. Four times Scott Van Pelt. My mini nights in Dewey Beach. Oh, dude. Hideout download. You have four limbs, and you don't have Bell's palsy and a club foot. I probably ought to be real, like, just signing up. But I do have a checklist. And as I recall, you have a checklist. What's so on that checklist? I don't catch up with you this weekend if you don't make it back down or whatever. Obviously just a vagina, because he <laughs> seems like he's enough of a, of a clown that all he needs is vagina. Uh, my checklist includes a Heisman Trophy. Um, you have to have uh, a knowledge of the past Cy Young winners. Um, and did you know? Uh, maybe all he wants to know is that they that uh, that he is on ESPN. That's the checklist. Do you know that on ESPN? And then that's uh, that's everything he needs. Hideout download. I would be happy to fly back down at some point and take you out to dinner like a civilized human so just let me know. No. Hopefully we catch up again. If not, it was uh, a pleasure to meet you. Take care. You chill. All right. I hope I hope I had that sound at the end where it's delete. Um, it breaks every rule as a dude. Yeah. You got to act like you are somebody. You, you don't. The last thing you want to do when you're going after a chick is seem desperate. And maybe that's why it really seems uncomfortable to me. Because I've made those phone calls before where you've kind of been desperate and you're trying to get your personality uh, across and you just come off. He sounds like, you know, in middle school. Do you remember calling a girl for the first time in middle school? And I would even do the douche chill thing of her not even knowing I'm calling. And I'd just call up, hey, do you know who this is? <laughs> and that always tends to be the most douche chill, uh, uncomfortable thing, especially when they have no idea. Like, um, I, I can't guess anymore. I've guessed about 30 guys, and I have no clue. It's Justin. Oh, hey. How's is it, it going? Is it your mom the janitor? Shut up. You're ruining the mood, baby. <laughs> yeah, so we've all been there. It is kind of cool because you think, all right, you know, it'd be great to have a big job and be on ESPN. Hmm. And then, and then I, I, I can never look at... Scott Van Pelt to say whenever I watch him. <laughs> yeah, every time I see him now, I just like, oh, you douchebag. Right, and that's why I hate him. I didn't want him on that bus of dying broadcasters. Now I do. Exactly. Just to put him out of his swinger's misery. <laughs> oh, God. 800 This is one of those things where you're just laying there after a long night, you know, five, ten years later, and you get red-faced and all hot from you being embarrassed of remembering this. Earlier, I mentioned my memory bin of those long notes. I used mm. to make copies of notes that I would give to girls in middle school and high school. That essentially... A bunch of them just checked no. That's Yes. That is the audio version of what those were. And that's why, that's why it hurts me in particular. I'm sure there are legions of girls in D.C. that may have those very same voicemails from me. <laughs> And hopefully they've deleted, and they didn't know what Cool Edit Pro was and record them. Yeah, I, I don't leave voicemails anymore. I don't do, uh, if I do, it's very short. I don't leave uh, long text messages anymore. 
about anything personal. No. Nothing. I, I don't like to leave a paper trail of myself. But you were telling me earlier today, by the way, it's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK FN Dubs Back Live, that you're chatting with a chick right now. Oh, yeah. Well, it, that goes from week to week. I always find a different girl to chat with or do how something with How do you, how do, you do it? I, I tend to use whatever's available. This one, MySpace. Okay. And how do you get the conversation going? I'll just find a random and just say, hey, what's up? And if they reply and say, hey, what's up back, that starts the conversation. Okay, so you're that guy that goes around looking for hot chicks and just sending the, hey, what's up? Your picture's so hot. I no, have a no, dog, I don't, too. I don't, no, I don't <laughs> comment like that. And I don't. I, only people I, you know, will chat with are single and, you know, actually looking people, you know? I don't I don't go to some chick with a boyfriend and say, hey, sister. Right. Because yeah, that would be uncomfortable with you and the whole bonics thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, how's the conversation going with this chick right now? Uh, you know, just a... Just the uh, groundwork works being set. How old is she? 18. So she's going to graduate this year? No, or? she's already graduated. Okay. Please. I didn't know. Oh, wait, in Florida, it's legal. In Florida, if you're a teacher, it'd just be another day. Mm. Um, so do you think this could turn into something? Are you no, looking for? No, because no. here's what you don't know, and we should actually kind of get into this for a second. Since Dubs and I were last in D.C., Dubs, you broke up with your longtime girlfriend of what? Mm-hmm. Five years. Yeah, and I got a divorce. Yes. Now, previously, in earlier versions of the hideout... You were separated. I was, quote-unquote, divorced, but I was really married, and that bit ended up turning into reality. I wasn't, it wasn't even a bit for on the air. That's the odd thing about that bit. Yeah. That bit wasn't even something that was... It was just to protect uh, your significant other. Yeah, and that ended up turning into a real divorce. Another thing about Florida, which, by the way, I'm actually incredibly happy now in a relationship... She's uh, she's awesome. I have three fantastic cats, and I'm very happy. Are you looking for this with your 18-year-old that you're chatting no, up on MySpace? No, no. I'm not looking for any kind of relationship. There's no reason for relationships. Are you scorned? Uh, I would say, yeah, kind of. But at the same time, I feel like I've gained a little knowledge. About? Hose. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, yeah, you don't need... To be in these stupid long relationships, they they cause more problems than good. How? How? You know how? All right, I got divorced, but I'm wondering your exactly. take on it. I, I, you just you tend to walk away with basically nothing or negative. You know, you, you tell me about it. And then, if you're alone for five years and building up stuff, you tend to have something to show for it. If you're with someone and you accumulate stuff together, she ends up with something. You end up with a dog and four bins of clothes. <laughs> All right. That really was your life. You're right. Okay. I can see where you're jaded a little bit. Sid Kata, uh you're in a long-term relationship, right? Yeah, it's actually going great. Um, you and your girlfriend, Topanga, you guys have an apartment together now? Yeah, we've been living together eight months. And Whereabouts? So fantastic. Uh, Alexandria, the city. Nice. Now, now, who's paying for this place? She actually is. I've been pretty <laughs> sick the last couple of years. So now, Sick with what? Uh, flop sweat? <laughs> yeah, I actually have had some stomach issues. Um, Shocker. How much yeah. do you weigh? You always had, the, you always had that, uh, what was it when uh, we were there? There was something with your stomach. Um, it was, um, uh, I had the hiatal hernia. 
uh, irritable bowel syndrome, <laughs> you uh, acid are, reflux. You're the oldest young man ever. You I have, really am. You you just age much quicker than you're, you're the fly. That's what you are. You're a larva, but uh, you you your body is aged like a 90 year old. All right, so all right, Dubs, you're against long term relationships. I am for them. Sidkata, you're obviously for him because you had this girl from back when we were in DC the first time. He's for long term relationships because he has a short term life. Yeah. And it's you know two years could span ninety percent of uh, you know the rest of his life now. The only thing long term he likes is a buffet, <laughs> and that's you know where he can really sit there at a golden corral for hours. Let's talk to who I'm going to consider the pimp of the show, Sideshow. Uh, this kid I remember was getting all sorts of ass when we were in D.C. Has it kept up? Uh, he'll be back in a second. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the setup, and now he's gone. No problem. Because <laughs> I remember this kid was banging strippers and do all, doing all sorts of fun things. Now, Dubs, I know you're a drug addict, so I wanted to ask <laughs> you about addict. this. Um, I, uh, I, had a, I, had a, I had a problem this week with my nose where mm-hmm. I had an infection and it puffed up and I had to get and antibiotics. If a lot of people who are listening from the old show remember, I had that same thing. And I thought it was so odd. I, I didn't think anybody else had what I had before. It was a, something that started out kind of as a zit in my nose, and it got infected, and the whole side of my face puffed up, and I had to go to the hospital over it, and they said, I guess, like, the infection can go into your eye or your brain or whatever, and you have to get antibiotics to get it taken care of. And you ended up with the same thing. I, I've never I, heard of it before. Apparently, they're common. I thought I was going to die. Uh, I have no idea. Um, you know where it comes from, why it happens, and I, I, you know, if it's something that happens so commonly, I've never heard of anybody talk about having it before. Yeah, I don't either. Other than me and you. So I got Vicodin, uh, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I'm not real big on using drugs like Dubs, but I used it, mm-hmm. and it was great. Yeah. But have you ever had this happen? I'm having sex with my chick, and I had to stop after 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she was incredibly pleasured, uh, as all women are that are with me. I, on the other hand, had to stop because it essentially had turned into a workout mm-hmm. because I was dominant and I had Vicodin. Yeah, so you I couldn't feel a thing. Basically, I was doing Tybo. Yes, you aren't supposed to feel anything on Vicodin. That's the whole point of Vicodin. You don't have sex on Vicodin unless it's your first time with a chick and you want to impress her. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what, that's what you do. Uh, if you uh, want to impress any chick, you take some kind of drug like that, and then you, you know, wow her that you can last forever, and then she's completely sidetracked when for the rest of the relationship it only takes four minutes. Okay. I didn't realize, because I didn't mm-hmm. know that a lot of times... Of course. Uh, anything that, you know, kind of uh, dulls the sensation all over your body is going to make it a little bit harder for you to get to that point. Uh, Sid, what do you got? Yeah, I was on Vicodin for three months. Uh, Maybe that's why I had stomach issues. No, this was doctor prescribed because of the stomach issues. Okay, Limbo. Uh, it was fantastic, by the way. Um, I had I didn't have these same problems that you're having with the Vicodin. Really? Because you're so fat, and that's what happens <laughs> with fat guys. You're so fat, you couldn't hold out regardless. You notice how fat guys, it's basically a bang bang. Really? No. Yeah. When I was when I, I was fat, it, I could barely even get my you know excited. Ex- yeah, I couldn't get. Well, that's because you were point. with a woman, and well, you no. weren't. No, you it was because you were into. it was because I had no blood circulation because the fat was cutting off everything. I I would wheeze during sex because. I couldn't breathe. 
right. Am I talking to Sin or am I talking to Dubs? Because it says well, now I'm down to a nice trim 165, but when I was up to like 250, yes. See, I didn't realize that uh, Vicodin could do that to you. Mm-hmm. So there's my chick, and she's she's like hurt. She's disappointed that you know I'm not able to complain. I got to tell her, hey, look, nothing's gonna happen here. I got to get up in the morning. Uh, should I have faked it? Yes. That's how I always do it. I can't, man. Yes, I'm not can. that good an actor. Uh, me, me neither, but it, it's hilarious to try. <laughs> I and, wouldn't uh, want to. It, I just great. start giggling. It's great. You By just, the way, uh, that's what I do anyways. I just giggle. You just make a... That's all you do when, yeah. when you get to that point. You just... You look at her face, and you make this kind of raising your nostrils and lips and go, Oh, stop it. And then, uh, and then she thinks you're done, too, and you say, Wow, baby. I don't think that's ever happened like that before. That was great. And then you hide your area so she doesn't see that you're faking. All right. Well, now I know. Now I got to You got to fake it and tell me about it because it's hilarious. It's, a, it's fun. It's like playing make-believe. Well, there it is. We're done. That's the note we end on. Hmm? Kind of similar to the old notes. Yeah. My friends, it's so good to be back. Uh, it's the hideout. FN dubs. We're back Saturday night. Right now, after Terps football, so whenever Terps football is going to be over, unless maybe it's an afternoon game. Mm. Uh, otherwise, we're 6-9 to nine on Saturdays. Obviously, check out the rest of the lineup during the week. You're blessed with a great FM talk station, DC. And I know a lot of times, you people, you take it for granted. You do. But... Try moving out of uh, the D.C. area sometime to someplace like Tampa. Tampa. Where there's and, no good radio. And try to find uh, quality radio. It's impossible to find, so cherish what you got there. Absolutely. With the junks in the morning, by the way, they're uh, still doing the Trick or Beer tour. We talked to Cakes earlier. That was good. Very, very solid. Uh, headed now to the bottom line on I Street Northwest and then wrapping up. Uh, at Mackey's. So uh, details for that on, on WJFK.com. Our website is hideoutradio.com. One thing we're going to start doing is a post-show podcast, uh, a post podcast, what we're going to call the Hideout PSP. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to download that through hideoutradio.com. Basically, it's going to be a little after show, our thoughts on how things went, maybe a couple stories we didn't get to. A little uncensored fun. Exactly. So look for that on hideoutradio.com. Other than that, man, I want to say thanks again uh, to the boys at JFK, CK for making this happen, Hughes, obviously, Michael Hughes, uh, and our boys, Sideshow and uh, Cicada as well. Beautiful outro music, boys. I know. Nothing changes, right? I set it up to go to you. I wanted to get a little like actual alpha alpha male perspective. Where were you? Uh, Family issues. Uh, Postponed. Okay. Everything all right? Yeah, the Lions are going to lose tomorrow. It's going to be a good time. Shut up. <laughs> Dude, you're, ha- you're absolutely right. Why can't we have fun for one night, and then you can start in? <laughs> All right. Well, there it is, fellas. Um, Doug, you got any, any, any final things? All right. Fantastic. See you next week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, be somebody. Always talk good. Stay classy. What's all that stuff we used to say? Other than that, check out the website, hideoutradio.com. We'll see you next Saturday night. Until next time. We out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000.